Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance and today we're going to be talking about the different types of dance careers that are available for all types of dancers. Often dancers grow up with this career in mind, wanting to perhaps join one of the top ballet companies and dance on the famous stages, um, either in their hometown like London here or across the world. But actually there's so many incredible careers within the dance industry and so many different types of roles for dancers that can really give them a fulfilling career, both creatively and importantly, financially as well. Today we are talking to Abby Burns, who runs a dance company called Daily Dance, and which I hope I said correctly, and also a website called The Female Dancer, who's going to be chatting with me today about all the opportunities that dancers can have for a great career. Hi, Abby. Thanks for joining us. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Did I say the name of your dance company correctly? It's Darley Dance. Darley Dance. Dance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, well, let's talk about uh, your own your own dance journey first. Tell us yeah. about you know when you started, why you started, and what's your journey been like? Well, I think that mine is probably quite similar to most people's in the beginning, in the sense that you know my mum took me to ballet classes before, probably before I was walking practically. I can I don't remember a time without dance. And I've trained in ballet, tap and cabaret and stage and all the, the sort of usual after-school clubs and that kind of thing. And then as it went along, I kind of, you know, like so many girls, I, I started going more often and then I was there every day and I started student teaching. And, and then it was great because I got to do some choreography for a local panto group and all that kind of thing. And then when I turned 17, I was going to go to London and I was going to, go to dance college and it was going to be amazing and this was going to launch my dance career and I was so excited and I had all the big farewells and went down to London to go to dance college and suddenly had this very strange thing of like I don't want to do this like I don't want to go down this route like I'm only five foot three which we're talking sort of this was probably about 17 years ago <laughs> and Five foot three wasn't very tall for a dancer then. Yeah. I'm a little bit too wide to be a ballet dancer. So, you know, I didn't really fit in. I wasn't going to get in the chorus lines and I wasn't going to be able to do the traditional dance route. And I had this big panic of kind of, well, what am I going to do then? And I had this kind of strange thing of like, am I dancing because it's habit and it's what I've always done? Or am I dancing because I want to? And I quit everything. Wow. And I cut my hair short and I gained a lot of weight and... I decided that that was it for dance and I spent about a year not doing anything and really, really pushing it away, really purposefully rebelling from it. And I was in London, I was working in Covent Garden and just in a shop and it was one of those things where I was literally, I was in the heart of it and I just didn't want it. So I packed up, came home to Derby and then thought to myself, right, it's like I'm 18 now, it's my choice now, do I want to do it? Or do I want to give it up forever? And I realized actually that I did want to dance, but I didn't want to dance in the kind of most traditional route. So initially what I did, I went back to training because obviously I had to get myself back in shape. 
and I went back to training and I went back to teaching choreographing and initially what I did was I ran classes and I opened up a dance school um, a sort of extracurricular performance dance school heavily based in performance side of dance how old were you when you set up your, your school I was 19 wow yeah so I kind of decided that that was what I was going to do and I was going to choreograph because that's what I was good at that's what I was always good at I was um I, I knew that that was where my strength lay and I didn't want to I'd always found the exams quite oppressive and quite I found that it very difficult to kind of have any kind of personality within the exam work um which I know obviously that is from a teenager's point of view so I decided that I wanted more freedom and I wanted the girls I trained to have freedom so we did performances all the time anyone that would let us dance anywhere we performed fantastic and after about eight years that was where I thought right now I have to make a choice I have to make a sensible adult choice instead of a teenage choice and I have to decide what I'm going to do and I thought what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the dance school behind because there are so many amazing dance schools that we don't need the world doesn't perhaps know you need another one in my area and I'm going to open up a dance company because in my area in the East Midlands in England and around the surrounding area at that time there wasn't a huge amount of work for professional dancers and for people wanting to make a living from dance yeah. so that's when I opened Darley Dance and we start and I just put it out there for event work so it was all freelance event work and freelance you know a corporate events weddings sports events and it was fantastic and it grew from there really because it became this thing where I was able to offer dancers work either Amazing. in between contracts or one-off longer to you know and it was really exciting once I realized that that's what was happening that's when it got exciting and that's when I really started pushing and that's when I knew that I was in the right place because I knew that I was offering something to dancers that there wasn't a lot of at the time. So that was really cool, really cool. And that's kind of what I've been doing since. Not exactly what I've been doing since. But <laughs> <laughs> so what type of dancers uh, come and work with you? Um, as you say, you're sort of, uh, for listeners around the world, you're based, you know, not in the heart of central london but no. um you're out in the east midlands um, we're out in the sticks yeah, yeah so sort of des describe sort of where you are and the type of um sort of who would come and work with you and what their life is like as a as a member of your company so we are smack bang in the middle of england and um, like where i actually am really we are right in the middle so we are completely landlocked we're not near any real tourism there's the Peak District nearby and it's all for walkers, so we, it's not really a dance area. There's a lot of hills and trees. And so what we offer really, I mean, our dancers, the majority of our dancers that work for us, work well, all of our dancers are freelance. Mm -hmm. So many of them will work full time within the industry, but they will be signed up to a number of different companies, very similar to mine. Okay. Or some of them work part time in a in a role they'll work part-time perhaps maybe as a dance teacher and then do the events on the side so then what we offer is essentially one-off events so it is the some of the events that we do for example big corporate events corporate christmas parties so the girls might do a season with us dancing at christmas parties all through december 
or we do sports events. So we've just been doing a big thing with the ice hockey, with cheerleaders at the ice hockey. And so they'll come to us in between perhaps maybe going on a cruise ship or if they go away for the summer and they might work in a holiday park all summer and then when they get back in October, they'll sign up back again, let us know that they're home and we'll sort of be offering one-off events all the time. It's kind of one-off events all the time, which is really exciting and really nice. Um, it's kind of led to me being able to help girls as well because I now run a blog as well and that is all designed to kind of when I started out I had no one to ask so so this is the female dancer yeah yeah so dancer.co.uk. that's right so tell us tell us about the blog well when I started out like I say I really did have no one to ask it was so hard and you can't ask other dancers or you don't feel like you can because you feel like they're your competition and you feel like you feel kind of like, oh, I need to know this stuff. But I mean, how do you know unless you ask, you know? And particularly if you're working freelance, because it's like, well, how do I find the work? Essentially, you become your own business. You are your business. And you have to now go out and look for work for yourself and, and know how to walk confidently into auditions because you're going to be auditioning a lot. And you know how to chat to people and get on with the work and all that kind of thing. And it's hard to know where to start. And it's hard to know how to get on the cruise ship or how to get on the holiday park or, you know, these things are really hard. So I thought after years and years of girls asking me and saying to me, you know, do you know anyone I can talk to about this? Or I thought, do you know what? This is crazy. I'm going to try and set something up where they can come and ask the questions and without feeling judged and without feeling stupid. So that's really what that platform is. It's a hope to give people a glimpse of what it's like to be a freelance dancer we're trying to we're doing a lot of vlogs and getting a lot of guest vlogs um chatting to female dancers chatting to people who hire freelance dancers and all the different companies and all the different options so that people get a real glimpse of what it's like and what they can do and the options that are available to them because sometimes like you said people don't realize the work is out there Absolutely. and that they can make a living yeah even if they're not working full-time with a dance company, they can make a living all, all over the place. And it's exciting when you do lots of different events. And I think it's nice for people to be able to see that side of the industry and to be able to think, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe I am too small to be in a chorus line, but hey, I can work as a showgirl Fantastic. or I can work as a cheerleader. You know, these are things that are kind of saying to people, the options are out there. And we want to try and guide you to show you where they are. And also, I think um, what is really great about your company and also your platform is not just providing the information, but you're actually providing paid work as well for dancers. So yes. not having to take you know, free unpaid jobs so that they sort of keep their toe in the industry or that they, and it's so great that they can actually build a career on the, all around being a freelance dancer which is not an easy thing to do absolutely it's one of those things i think where it sounds a lot more intimidating than it is mm. because i think that once you start working with other dancers who are also doing the same thing as you you start chatting to people we very much encourage in our company for the girls talk to each other be friends you know you are not enemies you are friends so chat to each other talk about the good companies tell each other where to go, where the auditions are, what's happening. You know, there might be 
an event on on Saturday where you're going to be a Vegas showgirl for a 1950s, you know, Vegas style event. Sounds then, like fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's it. And then next week you might be dressed as a Gatsby girl in the 1920s number and, and doing, you know, doing some Charleston and, it, and it's great for girls. And if they can sign on with enough companies, meet enough people, then, then there is a living to be made from that. And it's just a case of, you know, we don't offer full-time work because we don't get full-time work. Yeah. But what we offer is a way for girls to get into the industry, meet other girls, meet other dancers, meet other companies, and actually be able to build that kind of career where you're completely in charge. It's your life. You're in charge of it. You know, we grow up thinking that perhaps maybe if we want to be a dancer, there's only one path. Yeah, absolutely. But there's not. There's yeah. so many different paths. Everyone's path is different. And you, if you are working freelance, you have far more control than any other dancer, really, because you can pick and choose where and when you work. And if you have a car and you can travel, then, you know, you really are quitting because then you can go all over. Yeah, I, I, I really, um, really agree with what you're saying about the, the different path. Or mm. I know when I was um, growing up in Australia in a pretty much a small town, um, in Adelaide, in South Australia. When I was growing up, I had this plan. I was going to go um, either dance with the Australian Ballet or come to London and dance with the Royal. Yeah. Um, neither of which happened. Um, and for um, I had to give up ballet to look after my family when my mum got ill. But even after that sort of phase in my life passed, I probably could have gone back to dance and built a really interesting career Absolutely. as a dancer rather than going into the corporate world, which is what I did. And I just didn't have the information to know that actually there was another option Absolutely. Um, to have another life as a dancer. I, I didn't know the things that I know now, thank goodness, you know, internet, YouTube and all the rest of it. You know, there are, what, three, over you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of companies across the, across the world professional companies, semi-professional companies, um, event companies like yourself, where there's a, amazing opportunities to, to dance, different types of dance, different types of choreography, and to be able to build a career, perhaps you know, potentially traveling the world, like you say, dancing on a cruise ship, or you know, dancing for a traveling company or a theater company, or you know, uh, dancers who work, um, doing sort of, you know, advertising and that type of stuff. And I think it's so great that there's a company and a platform like The Female Dancer where you can ask the questions um, about, well, this is my situation, what do you think are the possible possibilities are? So without them feeling, oh, my goodness, I'm decided not to become a ballet dancer and yeah. my life is over. I think that there is a certain thing as well. I think that there's a certain thing of thinking, oh my God, am I giving up my dream if I'm not becoming a ballet dancer? Yeah, have I and failed? The, yeah, have I mm. failed? And the truth is no, you're not yeah. giving up your dream. You're just altering it ever so slightly. And if you think, I mean, the thing that inspired me to want to be a dancer was when I was a kid and I went to Disneyland and I saw the Disney parade and I saw oh. the dancers and I was like, oh my God, look at that. And that is what I mean. There's all those jobs that are out there. They are, there are dancers in so many places. And the thing that I find really exciting about those jobs is the fact that they almost bridge the gap between the dance world and people who don't really know anything about dance. Because you're putting yourself in situations and very often in front of audiences 
maybe at different events and different things are doing who have never who would never buy tickets to go to the ballet who would never necessarily go and see a west end show i mean they're missing out obviously they are obviously <laughs> <laughs> but you know they wouldn't think to do that it wouldn't be on their radar but then they see dancers performing and they start to get interested and they start to ask questions and we have this a lot and they start to know more and you're almost introducing people to a world of performance that they hadn't necessarily looked at before and in that sense it's really exciting i mean the variation is exciting the traveling around is exciting there being one thing one minute and another thing another minute i mean we've gone from 1940s raf girls one minute right into like you know big showgirl feathers and or dress as a princess in a huge dress all different kinds of things and it's really exciting but actually being in front of people who don't really know anything about dance that's really that's when it gets really cool because then you're kind yeah. of yeah you're saying to people look this is what this this is what this industry has to offer and yeah. not just inspiring the next generation of dancers but also inspiring people to the next generation of audiences to go and watch dance absolutely and making I think- it yeah, one of the greatest challenges with the dance industry is how do we get new audiences, you know, younger audiences, or as you say, people who would never consider going to the West End or yeah. going to see a ballet. How do we get them to, you know, to see what we love in dance, yeah. which is, you know, the, the incredible experience of it just being in, in the audience. Yeah. And I think it's so great that actually one of the ways they can be introduced is by coming to an event or seeing an event or being you know in the audience of you know an event they would never ever think about ever buying a dance ticket it's a fantastic way of getting new audiences Uh, yeah it is i mean we've done it where we've literally at christmas we've been out in the out in the cold in the square of the sort of marketplace dancing so people there are not even going for a show they're not even going for entertainment they're going to shop and we're there or we've gone to the cinema and we've done, you know, when there's been screenings of particular films and we've danced before the screening outside the cinema or inside the foyer. Things like that where it's kind of like you're introducing, you're kind of puncturing the real world with dance. And it's so nice because then people are kind of, they do get curious. They're going to get curious. Of course they are. And um, like I say, it's not just about the next generation of dancers and inspiring them. It's also about the next generation of audiences. And and like you say, you know, the more we can bring them in, the better. Absolutely. And the more people that, you know, even if you go on holiday and you're sat there having a drink at the end of the evening, perhaps, and the dancers come out, you know, things like that. It's it's putting dance into the world in a way that... Taking it sort of out out of the traditional theatre and taking it to where people are who may not ever go inside of the theatre. Yeah, and a lot of the time at the events that we do, our dancers may be in costume and on the door welcoming people before the event and things like that. Or when we're doing the sports events with the cheerleaders, you know, they will be out interacting with fans and things. So they're talking to people as well. So it suddenly makes dancers approachable. Yeah. And it suddenly makes dancers normal, yeah, which people. is like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is really cool because then people start, because I think that there are certain, I think that there's a certain image that perhaps maybe dancers are unapproachable and untouchable a little bit. So when we put them out in the audiences, it's great. It's great because suddenly they're not, they're suddenly approachable and they're suddenly part of it and they're suddenly, you know, your friend as it were. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that, it's a shame that a lot of dancers, one, don't realise that these options are there for them and two, yeah. that perhaps maybe think that it's not a good option, whereas yeah. it, it is. 
great. And it's great to be out talking to people about dance. It, and saying, it is, you know, yeah. come to this or come to this or, yeah, it's great. No, well, I think what you're doing Definitely. is and I think that wonderful, yeah. You know, the more it's seen, even on TV, backing dancers, you know, tour dancers with big concerts and things like that, the more it's there, the more it's out there, the more jobs there will be in general for the dance industry and the more eyes there will be on the industry as a whole. I think also um, where you're located in the middle of England, in the Midlands, dance is, you know, it's not the most accessible art form. Like you say, no. you're in the middle of almost nowhere. Yeah. But actually up in the Midlands and all around the UK and very much similar to other countries around the world, there is a rich, diverse, wonderful you know, art scene if only it could be either accessed or showcased yeah, and, absolutely and so I think what you're also doing not only just for the industry as a whole and for dancers but also specifically around the arts industry of your area and I know that I've spoken to some other uh, choreographers and artistic directors who are based up in the Midlands who do find it challenging about getting funding yes. for the arts um, out, outside of the major capitals and getting stage time and being able to provide funding to employ dancers. So it's great that you've been able to bring these elements together in a way that makes it sustainable, you know, yeah. but also providing ama amazing opportunities. It is hard, it is hard. And I think that it's a case of really thinking outside the box. Going to the companies, you know, we don't work a huge amount with theatres. We work with, you know, cricket clubs, football clubs. We work with wedding venues and we work, I mean, we did do a bit of dancing with a with charity at the London Marathon. And, you know, it's things, we're thinking outside the box all the time and kind of going up to people and going, do you know what this event needs? It needs dancers. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're, we're going and telling them that they need us as opposed to kind of, you know, the, the theatre and the traditional route, we've kind of, we obviously we have done that and we do do that, but we're very much outside of that. We're very much kind of, going to all of the places that you wouldn't think of and you know there are times when you know we'll be dancing in a golf club and it's like this is insane but you know <laughs> fantastic or like say we're dancing at the cinema or and it's those kinds of it's those things that I think you it's just a case of thinking outside the box all the time mm -hmm. and I think that that's it with dancers as well there are so many dancers that aren't in London yes, that are absolutely all over the country and you know for whatever reason might not be able to move to London or might not want to move to London I mean you know I've lived there myself it's a very expensive way of living you know yes, it is yeah. <laughs> I'm based in London <laughs> yeah and it's a hectic life yeah and like for me I mean you know a big thing for me was that I wanted to be near my family and I wanted to be you know back in what I would consider to be my home and it's exciting to be able to think right okay well I'm not going to move to London but I'm still going to find the work because the work is there to find and you can stay at home okay we might jump in the car and travel an hour up the road for an event but I mean that's no big deal and no. you know I think it goes back fun. to that part that 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 whole aspect around different choices available you don't yes. have to move to London to be a successful dancer or yes. to have a career that you find fulfilling and successful yeah and that a career that you believe is successful is all yes. that matters it isn't Absolutely. about how you are going to be judged by others or you know if you're not as you say in the chorus you know at a West yeah. End um, 
show, well then, you know, I think it's great that, that there are opportunities for local dancers to dance locally, to yeah. reach the local community and to bring dance to the to the broader everywhere. world. Yeah. yeah. To everywhere, to everyone. <laughs> and yeah. I think that I think that it's by I mean, right, we've done things like, you know, we've done like a feature film that was, you know, in the area and it's, uh, things like this is just kind of like you don't expect to be able to find them outside of London, but they're there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's very important for dancers now to know that they can take control of their career. And if they don't want to be about it, like ballet is, is my heart and soul. I think, to be honest, most dancers at the core of it started with ballet and the majority of their training probably branched out in some way or another from ballet. Or possibly ballroom and I think that they're always going to be at the core of it but to be able to then go outside of that and to be able to explore different kinds of dancing and different ways of dancing and just find your own path yeah. don't worry about what everyone else is doing don't worry about how she did it or how she did it don't worry that she's still on point and you can't really don't want to put your point shoes on again because they hurt too much <laughs> it doesn't matter there are so much else out there yeah. And we come across dancers that are so talented, so talented that, you know, sometimes I'm watching, we, we do open auditions with girls, and I'm watching them dance, I'm thinking, wow, like I could watch you all day. But it doesn't mean if you go outside of London, it doesn't take away the talent, it doesn't take away the training, it doesn't take away the skill, it doesn't take away the passion. All it does is change location. And therefore slightly maybe change the type of events that you do and the type of companies that you work for but the key is variation and being able to go for it anyway so you know so tell me when you hold your open auditions what do you look for in selecting dancers to come and work with you for me personally i i always make sure that i have quite a few people there because i am very impulsive so i have a couple of more practical people that work for my company <laughs> that are kind of more Let's think about this for a minute, Abby, and look. But for me personally, it's, it's got to be that thing when you're watching a dancer and they just feel it. You know, you can just tell. They're so passionate. They're so, they're so excited about dancing. And if you have a dancer, nine times out of ten, the girls that come to us will have been ballet trained to begin with. I think that there's a very, very, very strong push for flexibility within freelance world because the the majority of jobs that we go to there are certain things that people want to see from dancers and one of the big things is a kick line yeah you know it is really really kind of spot on that that's what people like to see and yeah. it always gets a big cheer at every event you do and it's always exciting and so that's that's the superhuman element isn't it yes. that's you know, they're in the audience and they can't possibly imagine how that's achievable. Absolutely. And it's extraordinary and it is extraordinary. Yes, it is. And when you get a team of girls that work well together and you get a really, really clean kick line, it's amazing, amazing thing to watch. But that's the kind of Tiller Girls chorus line thing that people are familiar with, you know. And so that's one thing that they can definitely relate to. There are dancers that we've done that are so skilled and we're like, wow, and everyone else isn't paying attention. You can see that you've lost the audience because mm. they don't know how skilled it is. But a kick line, everyone kind of, they can relate to that. That's yeah. something that they know. Yeah. So there's a high thing on flexibility, I think, with a lot of freelance dancers now. So we do look for that because if, you, you know, if you're going to 
put girls together, they, we need to make sure that they have a very similar level flexibility-wise. But, you know, girls can stretch and train. Yeah. Um, but really, we look for that and we make sure that we look for people who are really passionate because at the end of the day, if we're going to do one-off events, we need girls to be in different places at different times on different days. So they've got to be loving what they're doing and they've got to be passionate about what they're doing. Otherwise, they're going to not turn up. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't have that. Yeah, exactly. So we need to make sure that we've got girls that are enthusiastic and excited. Um, and then from that, actually, we're quite, we're quite flexible within what we choose. We don't have weight boundaries. We don't have height boundaries. We don't really have age boundaries. Obviously, everyone has to be over 18 because they're working professionally. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't really have any other restrictions we're quite open to just seeing who we like really right. it's one of those situations where we're happy to just go through and see what we like we're not worried about having beginner dancers because you know at the end of the day a beginner even a beginner dancer's done like god knows how many years training oh, yeah. so you know <laughs> we're not talking about beginner beginners are we but if they're new to the industry we're happy to kind of hold their hand a little bit while they're finding their feet and we're also happy to have the really experienced girls who you know have traveled all around the world dancing everywhere so we're quite open with regards to that but the main thing is knowing that they have that passion because that's the one when we know they're going to do the work yeah absolutely so the final question i wanted to ask you was um what advice would you give to freelance dancers who are considering you know, how to get the best out of their dance careers or just general advice you would give for freelance dancers? So the first thing you need to do is decide what you want to do. And I would say go online, have a Google, go on YouTube and just have a look at some of the jobs that you want to do because really there are so many out there that if you can begin to narrow down the kind of thing you want to do, then you can start to form a path. You can change direction. You don't have to stay on the path. But the key really is to start finding your feet because when you start out as a freelance, it can be so overwhelming because you go, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want the calm. <laughs> and just find out, you know, do I want to do Showgirl? Do I want to go on a cruise ship? Do I want to work for Firstwood Christmas Spectacular, which is amazing? Do I want to, you know, what, what do I want to do? And then if you sort of pinpoint sort of maybe your top three jobs and then find out the criteria, you know, what are they looking for? What, what, what is their criteria for you going? For example, if I wanted to go and work at the Moulin Rouge, I'm out because their minimum height requirement is five foot 10. And there's no way I'm going to add seven inches to me. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how big the heels, I'm not going to stand in line with them. So, you know, find the criteria and make sure that you fit. And don't worry if you don't, because there'll be another one that you do fit with. So, okay, you can't dance the Moulin Rouge. Where can you dance? And if it's a cruise ship, then maybe their, their auditions are going to be later in the year. Then start finding the companies like mine, and there's lots out there that you can perhaps maybe sign up to and start taking on the showgirl events that are going to be in line with the cruise ship that you want to end up with. I think it's important to kind of have a little bit of focus and direction if you want to work at disneyland then it's going to be good if you perhaps maybe do some children's parties and have experience working with kids or character work or skin work like mascot work all that kind of thing and if you kind of have your ultimate job and then you can kind of pick the jobs working towards that otherwise you'll go on these websites that, that post the jobs up 
and you'll just click apply to everything and you won't know if you're coming or going <laughs> and you probably won't get the work because they know you're just clicking apply to everything so just become clear on where you're going pick which job it is research the companies you're going to audition for and just go down that route and then be willing to change direction i think that this really is the key have a goal in mind but don't worry if you steer away from the goal and just keep going and stay focused and really another big thing is don't be overwhelmed by the competition because yes there's thousands of dancers out there but there's thousands of dance jobs out there as well so you know don't be overwhelmed by the competition don't compare yourself to others and worry about it just you know relax and know that you will find your path somehow some way through the industry and if you stay focused on what it what is the ultimate goal is it a cruise ship is it disney is it a summer in cyprus then you know work towards that and find out all the information you can so that when that opportunity presents itself which it will you are armed with the best information and the best way to go and audition for that big job and get it well that is absolutely fantastic advice and I'm so glad that you've been able to share your expertise and the inspiration for dancers out there to be able to think about the different careers that they might like to have. And for so thank you very much for joining us, Abby. Thank you for having me. Um, and for listeners, you can find out more about The Female Dancer. Visit the website that Abby has set up called thefemaledancer.co.uk. And for... Information about the events, if you want to book an event, or if you're thinking about, hmm, I wouldn't mind joining this fabulous company, um, darlydance.co.uk for Abby's Dance Company. Thank you so much, Abby. Thank you. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.